God is good and all the time. Amen. He's worthy to be praised. You may be seated in the presence of the almighty God. Amen. We're thanking God. Amen. For his goodness, for his mercy. Amen. Thanking God. Amen. For his truth, which endureth to all generations. We are here in the name of the Lord. Amen. Enjoying this wonderful, great weekend. How many of you have had a great time in the Lord? Amen. 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 A wonderful, great time in the Lord. Amen. We heard on yesterday, together we can build it. Amen. And that's something, amen, we need to hold to heart. Together we can build it. Amen. Separately we can do nothing, but together we can do it in the name of the Lord. Amen. I thank God for all of you. Amen. Doing such a wonderful job, especially those of you who have been here every night. Amen. Friday and Saturday. Amen. And you're here now and you're going to be here this evening. Amen. It's a change for us, but how many know change is good? Amen. Nothing wrong with breaking up the uh, usual way of doing things. Amen. Getting into a way that you're not familiar with. Nothing wrong with change. Amen. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, change is good. Change is good. Amen. Change is good. Let's not be afraid of change. Change the way we do things. Change in the way we handle ourselves. Change in the way we talk to others. Amen. Change in the way we interact with everyone around us. There's nothing wrong with change. Change is good. Amen. And we want to bless God for all. Amen. Because we know that God has truly strengthened us. Amen. And he's been giving us a word. Those of you who haven't been here, you missed it. Amen. We have surely been getting a word for the past two nights. And we thank God for these 17 years. Amen. 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 We thank God for these 17 years. Amen. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Some of you might not know it, but I know that pastors and I, a lot of uh, uh, bishops and, and, and clergy keep tab on this. Churches don't last very long these days. Amen. Churches shut down. Amen. Churches are losing their buildings because they took on mortgages that they were not able to handle after there was a breakup in the church or after people started leaving the church or people that made commitments and promises that didn't keep it. Amen. There's a lot going on today in the church world, amen, that we need to understand and know just how blessed we are. Amen. Blessed to come here and have a praise and worship team that sings under the anointing. Amen. Blessed to come here to have musicians that come here and play under the anointing and do it because they love to do it. Amen. We are blessed. And we need to remember that, Mount Olive. We are blessed. Amen. We're still on our subject, I must believe God. Amen. I must believe God. Amen. And as we continue on with speaking of the kingdom of God, and as we now bring into the kingdom of God our thinking, amen, because how many know we need to have a kingdom mind? 
Amen. Somebody lift your hands up with me to the Lord and say, Lord, give me the mind of the kingdom. Come on, lift your hand up with me and say, Lord, give me the mind of the kingdom. I need you to understand that the kingdom mind is the mind of God. The kingdom mind is the mind of God. I must believe God. Amen. Your thought for this week. Amen. Your thought for this week. How many of you have been on the fast this week? The thinking fast, the thought fast. You've been there on it? Amen. It's been challenging, isn't it? Man, I've been challenged all week long. I had a couple of people I wanted to call some names. I had to stop. Amen. Some of y'all just got on my nerve, and I had to say, Lord, just give me strength. Amen. Me and Pastor been fighting each other. Amen. And then we had to say, now, come on, let's get ourselves together. Amen. I said, okay, well, she said, well, what are you thinking? Or what are you saying? Now, you know, we getting it right. Not just jumping to conclusions. How many got that mindset? You don't really know what they said, but you going you what they said is what you think they said, not what they really said. And so you go after them because of what you think they said, because you don't know what they said. Amen. Amen. As Pastor Cousin Cummins yesterday was talking to us about them. Amen. Them and they. Amen. Praise God. I had somebody come to me one time for counseling and I was talking to them and they said, you know, because they've been talking. And they said, yeah, because you know, they not happy. I said, who is they? I still don't know who they is. Amen. It's a shame. The thought for today, what have I been inhaling? Again, what have I been inhaling? We need to understand this. What have I been inhaling? Amen. Because what you inhale matters. Because what you're taking in matters. It matters to your spiritual growth. Amen. It matters to about what's going in you because that's going to help you to grow. Amen. We've been told for years we are what we eat, right? Amen. What we take in speaks of who we are. Tells us about ourselves. So what have I been inhaling? Amen. We got to be in We got to be careful when we're around the gas station or we're around places where we're inhaling bad products. Amen. There are certain products you don't even use if you don't really have good uh, 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 ventilation. Like, for instance, those of you who may do your own nails, make sure you got good ventilation when you're doing your own nails. Because you'd be thinking that you're tired. No, you drunk off the stuff. You was just using. Because inhaling too much of that stuff is no good for you. If you notice now, those of you who go to the nail salon, you'll see now that most of the people that work there will wear masks to keep from inhaling too much of 
the products that they're using, that they're using to make a living. What have I been inhaling the challenge? Holy Spirit, help me to exhale. Again, Holy Spirit, help me to exhale. Because Jesus said, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him. It's what comes out of the man that defiles him. So we need to be careful with the words that come out of our mouth. Amen. That's why we're on this thinking fast. That's why we're on this, we're in this detoxing stage. Because there's a lot of poisonous thinking some of us have been doing that Satan in our early life has caused us to have. And then some things that are just, sorry, it just goes along with our DNA, with where we came from. Poisonous thinking, toxin think. We have these toxic thoughts. And some of us have it more than others. But you know what? You can see, if you be around a person long enough, you can see what type of toxic thoughts have affected them. There's a place in Russia right now where there was a radiation leak in Russia called Chernobyl. How many of y'all heard about that place? And you, they can't, no one can live in that place because it's toxic. There's toxic stuff in the land. And we gotta be care, gotta be careful what we let out of our mouth, what we allow to stay in our mind, how we use our mind to think. You can have toxic thoughts about a person that doesn't help the way you interact or deal with them. And eventually you will find yourself that you will pull away from them or you will find yourself rolling your eyes at them. You will find yourself thinking of them in ways that you should not. And then let me tell you something. The way you think of them affects your actions. The way you think of them affects how you speak to them. The way you think of them affects how you greet them. You ever had them say, oh, God bless you, love you so much, dirty, good for nothing. <laughs> because they really don't like you, they just play the role. What we call it back in the world, Nico, per perpetrating the fraud? Perpetrators. Perpetrating the fraud. Acting like we like it, or we like them, and really don't. Let's be real. The, the greatest thing about any Christian, saints, is being real. Can we be genuine? Can we? How many of you women want a ring with a fake diamond? See, men, I know we don't understand it. You know, just give us a shoestring and we could tie it around our finger to show that we married, but not a woman. Don't give me, no, what they call it, zirconic, that, 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 yeah, cubic zirconic diamond. No, no, you did not. How many women have taken their ring to the jewelry store to see how much is worth? 
No, you did not get this out of the crackjack box. Because you want to know that what your fiance or, or your prospect, prospective husband gave you is worth something. You don't want to know that he thought so less of you that he went to give you something that was cheap. And, and listen, even if it's small, let it be real. Oh, how many heard that? Even if it's small, let it be real. Not something fake. Something fake says something about the relationship. Let it be real, because if you really, this is the way the women think, if you really love me, you show it. Because love is not just a noun, love is a verb. It's a verb, love is shown through action. Action is a product of what we're thinking. Because our thoughts go along with every part of our life. Our thoughts play a role in everything we do. Show me someone that's doing a half job and I'll show you if I could see that same person's thoughts, that's the way they think. Pastor Cummins yesterday talked about giving. Let me tell you something. When you love God, you give from your heart. And that giving comes as, as, is something that comes from your thinking. See, you will think nothing of it giving a part of what God has blessed you to receive. Because he woke you up this morning. He gave you life, health, and strength. He gave you the activities of your limbs. All your senses are working. So when you give, you give because you're praising God, because your thoughts are, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I wouldn't even have a job. So we would give differently. But when we give grudgingly, it's because our thoughts are, I can use this 10%. I can pay that bill I didn't pay. I can put this towards that collection company that's been calling me. And that's when you get to the point where you become so stingy with God that you'll be putting your money to, into holes in your pocket. And you're walking, you're walking around it's like the money's just falling out your pocket. But it's not, it's not literally falling out your pocket, but it's because you become so cheap and selfish and stingy with God that he's not blessing what you're getting. So when you get it, it's like you don't have it. When you get the check, it's like you never got a check. Because you're stingy with it. And that stinginess didn't just come automatically. That stinginess came from the thinking that you did on the money you had. And that's where the enemy defeats all of us, is in our thinking. Because that's what he seeks to invade, is our thinking. Satan don't really want you, not necessarily want you to worship him. But we can worship him if we continue in the same pattern of thinking that's not of God. Saints of God, I was sitting back Friday night, I was sitting back Saturday, and I was just, just literally just sitting there bouncing in my mind because I'm saying, Lord, I'm saying all of us as preachers, see the problem 
The problem is the mind. And it's not just your mind. It's every mind in here. That's why we got to be careful how we raise the children. Listen to what the Bible said. The Bible said, train up a child in the way that he should go. You have to train him. You got to train your brain. You can't accept every thinking that comes in your mind. You can't entertain everything the enemy sends your way. You can't think on something just because it seems right to you. Didn't Proverbs say it twice? Proverbs said, there is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the way thereof leadeth to destruction and death. There's a way that seemeth right. How many of you ever walked that way? It seemed right. But how many know that it's all not, it's not what it looks like? It, because it seems right, if it don't line up with God's word, then it's not right. Tell, say it with me, if it don't line up with God's word, say it again, if it don't line up with God's word, it's not right. I'm not going to tell you like Pastor Holmes, drop it like it's hot, I'm not going to tell you that. But just get, just get rid of it. I know his thoughts were innocent, but he probably didn't know the fullness of that. But listen, just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Don't hold on to wrong thinking. Don't hold on to thinking that it will eventually, listen, will eventually work against you. It's like swallowing Clorox and nothing happened and you just thought, it's okay, that means I can keep drinking it. Keep it up. Keep it up. You're going to wind up folded up in an ambulance, in an ambulance, messed up because something that wasn't good for you, but you kept taking it in. Good God. We have to get ourselves under the control of the Spirit and allow the spirit to think through us. We read God's word to get God's thoughts. We read God's word to think like God thinks. You don't read God's word so you can walk away and think like you want to think. And that's what's happening if you're just reading scriptures and there's no change taking place. What's happening, all you're doing is reading. You might as well read a novel. You might as well go get you some love stories. Because if you're reading the word but not practicing or applying, making application to what you're reading, then why are you reading it? The word applied does no help. You got to exercise and then execute what you're reading. Or else you're just reading in vain. Amen? Amen. Finally, your topic. When the smoke clears. Again, when the smoke clears. We need to understand that the first step in detoxing is confession. Confession. 
How many times we heard that when we were younger? I know I heard it most of all my life. Confession is good for the soul. Coming out and be real with yourself. Coming out and being real with everybody around you. Now, now that don't mean, listen here, let's get this right. That don't mean you just walk up to me and say, I don't like that suit. No, that don't mean that. I mean being real on how we think and feel about each other. Being real, being real on what's going on inside of you. Not what, not, not what somebody else is wearing or doing, but being real with you about you. Not confessing Aaron's sins, but confessing your own. Not confessing Assistant Pastor Lee's shortcomings, but confessing your own shortcomings. Because my sisters used to sing a song, it takes me six months to mind my own business and six months to leave yours alone. In other words, if I took more time out with me, then I wouldn't have to worry about what you're doing. Because I need all the time I can get on me. Because I'm a mess. And, but if I don't confess the way I am, if I'm just looking to blame everything on pastor, then it's all pastor's fault, and I'm not taking responsibility or being accountable for anything of me. Because right. I'm perfect. Couldn't possibly be me. Might be Michelle, but it's not me. Because it couldn't be me. Because I can't, I can't believe it's me. I won't believe I need help. That's why confession, listen, is the first step to salvation. Amen. That's right. You can't even be saved till you confess what? I'm a sinner. Have you ever thought about that? The first step to being saved is confessing what your problem is. I'm a sinner in need of a holy God. I'm flawed, full of faults, and I need a perfect God to follow because I can't fix myself. I confess I'm a sinner, I need my perfect God. And the first step to salvation is acknowledging the problem. Wow. Now this sound, it sounds easy, but it's not. Because first you gotta know where the problem is. And then you gotta be, listen, and then you gotta be willing to talk about the problem. You gotta be willing to confess it and let it out and say it. You can never be healed from what you suffered in the past until first you confess that it's still bothering me. It's still hindering me. And the one thing that the enemy don't want you to do is to expose it. Because confession exposes the cover of darkness upon our lives. 
But when I confess it, I have already opened up to the point to let God know I want healing for this because I've been trapped here. I need to confess it. Say it with me. I got to confess it. Say it again. I got to confess it. Let me tell you something. It's, it's not easy confessing that you're insecure. It's not easy confessing that you don't feel like you're good enough. That stuff is not easy. Thinking about it, it's, it's hard confessing it to somebody else. It's even harder facing it with yourself. Because I got to face it. I got to look at this. I got, that forces me to look at me for who I really am and what I really think about myself. That's why, that's why wives, don't get mad when your husband get angry with you. When your husband look like he mad at the world with you. You know why most of the time we get mad? Because you're telling us the truth that we don't want to hear. And most of the time, if we be truthful, that's where the arguments come in. Because you told me something I wasn't ready for. You threw me a curve, I was waiting for a fastball. Mm. And vice versa, with the wives, that's exactly what happens. Because you done opened up something they wasn't prepared for. You brought it out. You, you, you brought something, you brought something, listen, you brought something forth that was behind the smoke. See, we like, we like to keep things neatly covered. To keep everybody else from seeing. We want to we wanna keep this mask on. It's time to take the mask off. It's time to get this facade done with. It's time to take it off and be real. Because I can't be helped unless I be real, mommy. I got to be real. Whew. If I'm not going to be real with me, I can't be real with nobody. I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm not just ingenuine to you. I'm ingenuine to myself. Because I'm not, I'm no help to you. I'm no help to me. Because I can't help you unless I help me. That's why in the church world, it's becoming less and less people we can call for prayer. <laughs> why don't we just be real about it? It's less and less people we trust to really pray for us. We, some of us don't even trust praying ourselves. Because we're looking at it, we're saying, my God, do you know what I just did? Would you be really ready to pray for somebody who called you at one in the morning while you sitting next to the computer? Listen real good. Are you ready to pray at one in the morning sitting next to the computer and you all by yourself? Are you really ready to pray? You can't even pray till you start having a repentance service yourself. It got too quiet on that Holy Ghost. Saints, turn with me to Genesis 18. Amen. Genesis 18, moving into Genesis 19. Amen. Also, I need you to get 
2 Corinthians. We're going to come from 2 Corinthians, also one scripture in 1 John 5 and 4. If you got your pens, I hope you're writing these scriptures down. Genesis 19, 1 John 5 and 4, 2 Corinthians 10 and 3. We've been saying it just about all year. I must believe God. I must believe God. The things, the things, pay attention, the things that Pastor Cummings was saying to us, Pastor Cummings, Bishop Cummings rather, was saying to us yesterday, we must believe God. I'm believing God that we're going to pay this building off. I'm believing God that we have the money to fix the upstairs. I'm believing God that is done now. Amen, amen. I believe God by faith. It's done. I'm not even going to worry about it anymore. I'm going to confess it and believe it in the name of Jesus. 1 John 5 and 4. Listen to what the word of God says. For whatsoever is born of God. Listen to this. This is powerful. I've been reading this all week. Listen. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Again, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And listen, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. For as Romans 1 and 17 tells us, and the just shall live by faith. Habakkuk 2 and 4 tells us the just shall live by his faith. Somewhere I believe it's Hebrews 10, the Bible tells us, and the just shall live by faith. Galatians, what is it? I think it's either 3 or 4, tells us, and the just shall live God's trying to get something to you when he keeps saying this to you. If the just shall live by faith, why is it? Because this is what overcomes even the world. Our faith. Our faith. Listen, not our hands, not our plans, unless it's God's plan. That's the only plan that overcometh the world. But even to use God's plan, your faith has to be involved. You must believe God. For he, listen, listen, let me tell you something. The pastor, both pastors came in here telling us we're winners. Listen, listen what, listen what God said. God said, this is the, he that is born of God has already overcome the world. That's what he just said. It, it, did I read right? Let me see. It says, for whosoever is born of God overcometh, what? The world. How many born again believers we got in here right now? How many people is true? How many people in here truly believe God? So listen, if you believe God, you are already victorious. If you are born of God, you are already a conqueror. If you are born of God, you are already a winner. You're not gonna win. You won. 
You won already because whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. See, this is the stuff Satan wants to keep us from. He don't want us to know that we're already victorious. See, listen, let me tell you something. You, you can dance when you walk in the church. You can praise God at home and don't have to wait till you get here to praise God. For you have already won the victory. Because once you became born of God, the world has no power over you and Satan is powerless against you. And the flesh is just waiting for you to say, I got the victory. For whosoever is born of God, overcometh the world and the world has no power over the Christians the believers the world is powerless against the believers listen I don't care who win the presidential election it don't make a bit of sense and it ain't gonna mean nothing anyway because no one's gonna change this wicked world. They're not gonna make us winners. But I know a man 2,000 years ago that died for your sins and shed his blood for you and me and he told me that whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. It doesn't matter what Trump does. We're already winners. I don't trust Trump. I don't trust Hillary. I don't trust neither one. But I do know this, that the one who saved me and delivered me from sin has also told me that he is the Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. And he has said to me that the earth is, the earth is, and the world, and all they that dwell therein. See, the system belongs to God. God created the system. Sin messed up the system, but God has already corrected the system through the blood of Jesus, and because of Jesus, the system now works for the Christian. It works how? By faith. The system works for us, not against us. It works by faith. For this is the victory that overcometh the world. Your faith. What I believe matters. My belief is a product of what I've been thinking. Why is my faith small? Why, is, why do I find my faith not activating? Then you need to ask yourself, how have you been thinking? Because everything that goes on with me comes about by how I think of it 
and see it. If I say I'm a failure, I'm a failure. If I say I'm successful, then I'm successful. What do I, faith is not a shot in the dark, faith is knowing. That's why the Bible said, now faith. It's a substance of things hoped for and the, and the evidence of things, what? N not what? So, I can't see it, but I hear the abundance of, somebody get it? Wasn't that the song Lady Cummins was singing last night? I can't see it, but I hear the abundance of rain. Because what I hear is more important than what I see. Whew. See, 30, almost 30 years ago, if I had looked at my wife and said, my gosh, she looked like a supermodel, but she's skinny. She's skinny. I would have missed out on 30 years of happiness because then God went to work on her and made her just what I needed. The just shall live by faith. Saints, if you don't get nothing, you got to live. If you don't get nothing else from this message, you got to live by faith every single day. Day. I don't care. It doesn't matter what it looks like, what it sounds like, or what somebody told you. What did God say to you? Now, I'm going to say this. Declare what God said. Don't declare what you, declare what God said, not what you said, what God said. Amen. Amen. She, she could have looked at me and said, I don't want that pimple-faced boy. <laughs> I can get me a pretty boy. And she could have. Yeah, she could have, because I wasn't a pretty boy. But when God does something, God does it right. What God has put together, let no man put asunder. He'll make it work. I saw her mother when her mother first looked at me. Like, what in the world? <laughs> but after five years of dating, my wife, listen, she, she said, Gloria, Troy's starting to bloom. <laughs> but see, at first she was looking at what she saw. Until God made her realize and to see there's more than just what's on the outside. See, men, that's where we can't get caught up to looking at what's on the outside because everything that looked good is not good for you. We can't get caught up and, and looking at what it looks like on the outside. Notice, that's, that's the enemy's tactic on TV. That's the enemy's tactic in, the, in billboards. That's the enemy's tactic in magazines. That's the enemy's tactic everywhere. Giving you what he thinks you want to see. 
That's why everybody's in the gym working themselves like crazy. It's not just for them. It's for you to lust, to try to tempt you to lust. You don't believe it? Look at it. Everything Satan does, he tells you, oh, yes, you're doing it for your health. You need to be more healthy. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's saying behind the scenes, wait till the lust you see following behind her when she walked the street. Now, I'm not telling you don't work out. <laughs> well, Bishop said, I better not work out because I'm going to make the men in the church lust after me. Bishop won't want me if I work out. Bishop don't want you. At least not me. What I'm saying is what we talked about last Sunday. What's driving you? What direction are you going? What is the discipline that you're working under? Are you really getting fit so you can, so you can be feel good? Are you getting fit so you can look good? See, I want to feel good and look good for my wife. Amen? Now, that's a good drive. I want her, I want her to say when she look at me, yeah, I, I like to touch him. Amen? That's, that's good motive. See, for now, singles, get it right. I'm doing it for my health because you ain't got no one yet. It's for my health. Amen? If that's your drive, then do it with all speed. Go for it. But what's really driving you? What's driving your thoughts? Those thoughts you've been having, what's driving them? And what direction are they taking you? And are you using the discipline you're supposed to to keep your thoughts under subjection? Are your thoughts under subjection? Second chapter, second Chronicles, please. Second Chronicles 10. Listen, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Amen? We do not war after the flesh. You do not use the weapons of your flesh to defeat the enemy. You will never defeat Satan with your weapons. That's why man's philosophy has not defeated Satan. And Satan is comfortable with the world thinking that he don't exist or that he's not real because he knows that they will get the victory in God if they knew what Satan was doing. That's why our economy system is failing. That's why spiritually America is failing. America is failing across the board in everything. And it's only a matter of time before the country has a total, total collapse. But God's got a system. The kingdom of God. That's the system, Christians, that we live under. And under that system, listen, there's no lack. Under the kingdom of God, there's no poverty. Why? Because God owns everything. He will supply all our needs. You will never be lack under the kingdom system. You will never be lack under the kingdom of God. But if you're under the kingdom of the flesh, you're going to lack a lot. 
For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Listen, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, meaning they don't come from the world. They're not of your own thoughts. Do not try to get your own victory because you will never do it. You cannot use your will to overcome pornography. You cannot use your will to overcome being a hater. You cannot use your will to stop you from being moody. I'm just going to will myself not to be moody. The devil is a liar. You'll be moody for the rest of your life. You'll just change it in the way you do it. But whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, mighty, mighty through God. Say it's mighty. mighty. Say our weapons are mighty. Our weapons are mighty. Our, the weapons of our warfare are not mighty. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. To the, listen, pulling down of what? Strongholds. Things that have held hold to us all the years we've been living. Even as Christians, there's been some things that the devil did to us early in our lives that you know and I know still affect us even to this day. My daughter used to try to tell me when she was younger, but I just couldn't hear her. I just didn't see her. She said, Daddy, stop accusing me. Ask me if I did it. Toya, why you did this? I didn't do that. Because I had a habit of accusing her before I asked her. And then what happened? Guess what? TJ came along. Isaiah came along. Guess what? Toya left and everything I was doing transferred. And instead of Toya getting it, now TJ and Isaiah got it. And then you know what they said? Stop accusing me without asking me. I said and replied, this is my house. <laughs> I brought out a mortgage payment and I showed them whose name was on it. Now see, Troy had a problem. He said, that's my name. I said, it says senior. <laughs> I had to explain it and make it plain to him because if he wanted to pay the mortgage, I'd have gave it to him. I'd have gladly been his servant, but I know he'd have never paid the mortgage. We'd be in the street because he don't make that much to pay the mortgage. But I had a habit of accusing without asking, did you really do it? And it wasn't until my wife explained to me, honey, where'd you get that from? And I said, what you mean? She said, that came from somewhere. That's a stronghold, man. I'm saved and sanctified. Don't you talk to me telling me I got some stronghold. How dare you? you I'm Pastor Ingram. You got a stronghold. I ain't got no stronghold. But there was a stronghold in my life wherein I was accusing people of things they didn't do. And little did I know that didn't work just there. 
That worked in every aspect of my life because before you did it, you were guilty. And it followed me. And she knows, she said, she said, honey, did your mother used to accuse you of something before she knew you did it? And I said, yeah. Then I got an attitude because now she's talking about my mother. <laughs> you know how we don't talk about my mother. Boy, talk about dad. We ain't got nothing to say. Talk about mom. You got Man, she said, honey, she said, I didn't say that to put your mother down. But if your mother did that to you, how many see where I'm going? How many see where the Holy Ghost is taking this? If your mother did that to you, then it's only normal that you're going to do that to your children because abusers abuse. And it don't have to be physical abuse. It can be verbal abuse. It can be mental abuse. But no matter what, you will abuse. And that's why we come to let the devil know that we are born of God and we will not transfer the abuse that we suffered. We will not do to other people and to our children what was done to us. I am free in Jesus' name. For the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of this stronghold that has held me all my life. The blood of Jesus. Mm. And me, every now and then, me and my brothers and sisters, we get together and we begin to talk about things and we say, oh, snap. And listen now, my mother and father were good parents. But there's things that can happen to you in your childhood that you will bring into your marriage, that you will bring into your relationships, that you will bring into your friendships, not because you want to, but because it's a stronghold. And today, we're letting the devil know that we're pulling down your fort. We're pulling down your building. You will not control my mind. You will not control my destiny. No more will you defeat me. You got to tell him straight out. I'm not going to let this keep me down anymore. I didn't say it didn't happen, but it's not going to continue to affect my life. It's not going to continue to purposely keep me down. Hmm. I'm a winner for I am born of God. And here's a humbling thing. Have you ever had to apologize to someone younger than you? Who was that? I think it was Pastor, Pastor Holmes talked about a, a humbling man. That, that's a thick piece of pie. Humble pie is thick. You don't just swallow humble pie like you do apple pie goes down a little bit harder down the throat. <laughs> Toya, I... It's hard to even say it because I'm thinking, this is my child. I birthed her. She's younger than me. She came from me. She owed me. 
Why, do, why must I apologize? But you know what? If I, don't, if I didn't apologize to her, she'll never apologize to Trey. And the cycle, the curse continues. Today, we're breaking the curse. This is not following me anymore. This is not going any further with me. I'm driving in another direction. I'm going to discipline myself to know that this is my problem. This is what I need you, Holy Ghost, to fix in my life. I need to be delivered from this that has been passed down to me. Because unless I confess it and talk about it and mention it to my, and bring it out, it'll continue to stay there. Now, me and my children are getting along better now. Some things we still have to work out. Yes, we do. But you know what? It's better. It's better. Because I can raise two teenage boys without knocking one out. And then you come into the jail to my free Bishop Ingram, free Bishop Ingram. Child, yeah, child abuse, that's exactly what they'll say, mother. Because, because I, was, I was also brought up under quick temper. Mm. And, 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 and it didn't, not even necessarily you did it, I think you did it. Pow, ooh. But, but you know what? But you know what? I found out later that's what happened to her. That's what happened to our mother. And although it had toned down from what they, her mother and father did to her, but it carried. Satan caused it that it went to the next generation. So now it's up to us in our generation to break it. Oh, Lord. I never will forget it, and I hope Nate don't mind me telling it. But we was at a celebration for Nate, one of his birthdays. And my mother had got up and said something that had happened. And... It was funny for a minute to me until I looked at my brother and he was not laughing. His head was down. And when I talked to him afterward, he said, Troy, that was the most horrible day of my life. And I said, wow. Wow. And that affected him greatly and see a lot of things has happened to you and I and me that has affected us greatly but you got to understand you are now a child of the kingdom and God has created better for you and you don't have to stay the way you have been all your life you don't have to continue to lay there you can get up from this mud you don't have to think about the wrong that was committed against you for you can overcome
You can. You can. I did. And many others in here can tell you they did. But the question is not whether you can overcome. The question is, do you want to overcome? Or do you want to stay there? Do you like wallowing in the stuff that you came up in? Do you like wallowing in defeat? Because you do if you don't want to be victorious. Will you stay here? Or will you move? What did God ask Elijah in the cage? He said, what are you doing here, Elijah? In other words, I didn't call you for you to hide. See, God didn't call you for you to hide and stay where you are. God called you because he has a greater destiny for you. He has a plan that cannot fail. He has weapons that are indestructible, but they will destroy the works of the devil. The question is, what are you doing with the weapons you have in your hand? See, because right now, as long as the problem is there, the smoke hasn't cleared. You're still behind the fog because the devil loves keeping us foggy. He doesn't want us to see clearly what the problem really is. But God saved you to clear the smoke, to remove the smoke. So that you can see who you, you and I can see who we truly are in Christ Jesus. Because when we were in the world, we were in a fog. We were behind smoke and could not get through. But grace. But mercy. But the blood. But the love of God. When the love of God reached out through the smoke and cleared the smoke and then brought us into the smoke of his glory, right into his kingdom where he takes us in as children and not only redeemed us, but retrains us. Not just retrain us, but redirect us. Not just redirect us, but regenerates us. And helps us to resist the devil. But saints, in order for this to get started, it's got to start here. Amen. Amen. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Every day. I know this might be simple to you, but it's okay. You need to hear it again. Read God's word. Read it and read it. Until now, you're just not reading it, but now it's becoming a part of you. 
It's becoming you. Because now you're beginning to think what God thinks. You're beginning to say what God says. And you'll get the victory that God has already given you. But if I don't know I have it, I don't have it. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. I already have it. But I got to clear this smoke. When I clear this smoke, I'll be able to see clearly. Oh, like that songwriter, I can see clearly now. But not seeing, I understood what he said. He's talking about seeing from here. I'm not talking about that seeing. God wants us to see from here. See from where? The very core of me and you, our hearts. Because once your heart latches on to what God says, Satan can never move you. In Genesis 19, brief overview, is the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm not going to read it. The destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. When the angels came into Sodom to destroy the place, God had already had it in his mind that the place needed to be destroyed. But there was a man named Abraham who had a nephew. Listen. The angel of God, the angel of the Lord, which is the pre-incarnation of Jesus Christ, came to visit Abraham and to give Abraham a message that the next season Abraham would have a son from Sarah who was already, as far as her wound was concerned, crippled. But the word of God went forth to her wound and told her that she would have a baby and not only have a baby, not only have a baby, but sleep with her husband who she hasn't been having previous relationships with, if you understand me. For the children here, I'm being tactical. They haven't had relationship, but now they are gonna have relationship all because God spoke the word. How many know the word is powerful? Say it with me, the word is powerful. powerful. I got to receive it. And then he tells Abraham, he said, listen what God said. God says as he's walking away, he says, shall I not tell Abraham this thing that I do? Seeing that he is called of me and he will follow me, I'm paraphrasing, and he will teach his house to follow my word. And you know what God did? God told Abraham what he was going to do. He was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Now listen, do you know why Sodom and Gomorrah was going to be destroyed? Somebody will say, yeah, because there were homosexuals there. Yes, there were. Because, yeah, we found out in Ezekiel that there wasn't just homosexuals there, but they were also... They were also neglecting the widows. They were also neglecting the orphans. They were 
also wicked. And they had not God in their hearts. But listen, here's the shocking thing that God revealed to me. Listen, very carefully. Listen, homosexuality didn't just get started physically. It got started mentally. Mentally. Anybody who's trapped in a sin is not just trapped there physically. They were first trapped mentally. And Ab Abraham knew that his nephew was there and he began to ask God, he said, Lord, will you destroy the righteous with the wicked? Because there was somebody that Abraham believed that was worth saving in Sodom. And that person was Lot. And you know what? Abraham said, if there's 50 people there, will you save it? God said, I will save it if there's 50 people there. Abraham said, if there was 45 people there that were righteous, would you save it? God said, I will save it for 45. If there's 40 people there, will you save it for 40? See, now, Abraham knows land's in trouble. There ain't 40 righteous people there. There wasn't 30 righteous people there. He went all the way down to 20. There wasn't even 20 righteous people there. But see, there's God knew who was on Abraham's mind, and that's why when God went to Sodom, the first thing the angels went did when they got there was went to Lot's house. Lot met them at the gate and Lot did the same thing that Abraham did when he met them. Lot fell on his knees before the angels because he recognized he recognized authority. He recognized holiness. He recognized majesty. He recognized royalty. What do you recognize? See, when I go, when I go in this word of God, I recognize this is authority. I recognize that this is powerful. I recognize that this is the answer to all my problems. I know that in here is the solution to what I've been going through. So I humble, I want to humble myself before God because I want to be empowered by God. You know the story. They snatched Lot out of there. They snatched his daughters out of there. They snatched his wife out of the land and took them out and told them, escape for your life. And I come to let you know that if you're going to continue to be victorious, you've got to escape for your life. And you cannot stay where you are. You cannot do like Lot even tried to do. They realized that Lot was lingering. They had to snatch him to get them up out the house. But then somebody who was with them left Sodom, but their heart and mind 
was still there. And the angel told them, when you walk out, don't look back. How many of us are going back, back in our minds and keep revisiting what God has delivered us from? How can you stay victorious if you keep looking back? I'm going to tell you what I do. I'm going to do like Brother Lee said yesterday. When I look back over my life, and I think about how I made it over, I praise God. I have a testimony. If I'm going to look back, I'm only going to look back to give God praise. But Lot's wife looked back. And they told her not to. And I loved the way, I didn't notice it. I got to be honest with you. It was a long time before I saw it. But I finally realized that Lot's wife was behind her. Behind him, rather. And Lot's wife whose mind was on Sodom, looked back. And when she looked back, God said, you love it, you stay there. And turned her into a pillar of salt. And now, when you go down to the place where they believe Sodom and Gomorrah is, it is the Dead Sea. And what do you see around the Dead Sea? Pillars of salt. Because the water is so salty that when it evaporates, it's salt. And the pillars around it are salt. Because it's the heaviest contents of salt in the world. Nothing can even drown in the Dead Sea. If you jump in it, you can't commit suicide. You'll just come back to the surface. It's a worthless try. But you know what I noticed? Lot's wife looked back. And Lot was, I mean, excuse me, Lot's wife looked back. And Lot was ahead of her. Oh my God, the temptation, I'm sure was there. My wife is not moving. I don't feel, I'm calling her, but she's not calling me, but I can't stop. I gotta keep moving. I gotta keep pressing. Don't let no one hold you back. See, because Lot could have easily said, honey, but no, forward. Come on and stand with me. Come on and stand with Saints, there's no secret. There's no secret. There's more than you that goes through in your mind. 
How many want prayer now? Come down quickly for your mind. Come down quickly. Come on, let's do this quickly. Come on. Don't do it for me. Do it for you. on this line today don't look back don't look back to see the smoky city that's being destroyed because of the word of God that's been put forth the devil will throw smoke before your eyes make you think that there's nothing wrong with lusting me and my wife was talking about it yesterday I said, I said honey I said I love that book I've seen I said sex is not the problem Lust is. Amen. The problem is not you receiving the letters for credit. The problem is you receiving them and taking them and signing them. The problem is not the world. But if you're thinking like the world, if you're using the tactics of the world, don't you know that he that is born of God overcometh the world? Don't you know that we're in the world but we are not of the world? The enemy doesn't want us to get victory, saints of God, but I'm telling you the victory is already yours because you are born of the living God. Every eye closed, every eye closed right now. If you're on this line, every eye closed. The victory is already yours. You don't have to think it up. It's yours already. All you got to think about is what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. You have the victory because of the cross, because of the blood. The victory is yours and no one can take away what God has given you. You are victorious. You can defeat what you're going through in your mind right now. But the enemy doesn't want you to think you can. But I'm telling you, think you can in Christ Jesus because I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can do it through Jesus. Glory be to God. I can do it. I can do it. We have the power. We have the authority. It's in the name of Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus. Begin to repent. Begin to repent. Right now, right where you are, begin to repent. Right now where you are. Right now where you are, right where you're standing. Begin to repent now. Hallelujah. We're going to touch and agree together. In the name of Jesus, that what's been troubling you shall trouble you no more. For he that is whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. Somebody take that baby from Pastor. Take my grandson from us. I want you to come pray, honey. I want you to start speaking out strongholds. 
Hallelujah. And that we have the victory over the strongholds that you are calling out in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come before you right now, oh God. God, right now, oh God, we're praying against, oh God, all the toxics that we've been inhaling, oh God. In the name of Jesus, God, as we stand in your presence, oh God, we're going to begin to exhale even now, oh God. Oh God, we thank you and we praise you, oh God, for the enemy seeks to destroy us, oh God, and he seeks to use our minds, oh God, but he is a liar. And we're standing here right now in faith, oh God, declaring, oh God, that we are free in the name of Jesus, oh God. We're thanking for the word of God right now, oh God, that is alive and quick, oh God, powerful than any two-edged sword, oh God, that goes places where no doctor can touch, oh God. Oh God, we know right now that we are victorious, oh God. We're praying against every stronghold, oh God, that we have built up in our minds, oh God, the strongholds, oh God. God, of fear, oh God, the strongholds, oh God, of worrying, oh God, the strongholds, oh God, of insecurity, oh God, the strongholds, oh God, of being tormented, oh God, the strongholds, oh God, of habits, oh God, that wants to invade us, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, today we release it, oh God, today we exhale, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, because there's power in that name, oh God, and we release it even now in the name of Jesus, oh God. Oh, we bless you, oh God. We glorify you, oh God. We are free today, oh God. We are free in our minds, oh God. You have cleaned our hearts, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. And we bless you. And we praise you. And we glorify you, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Oh God, we give you the praise and the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In order to exhale, we have to open up our mouths and we have to begin to give God praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Just open up your mouth and thank him. Open up your mouth and praise him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I dare you to say hallelujah, hallelujah, because it's already done. Hallelujah, because we are free. Hallelujah, because we are delivered in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. You gotta see it, hallelujah, so you can receive it. You gotta see it, hallelujah, so you can receive it, hallelujah. Glory be to God, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Reach up and grab it, hallelujah, it's yours, hallelujah, it's yours, hallelujah. Reach up and grab it, I dare you to reach up and grab it, hallelujah, glory be to God, hallelujah. Generational curses, hallelujah. They are destroyed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God, hallelujah. We are new creatures, hallelujah. Because of the cross, hallelujah. Glory be to God, hallelujah. We can stand against the wiles of the enemy. Hallelujah. Glory be to God, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Oh, we bless your holy and righteous name. Hallelujah. I declare and decree you will leave here the same way you came in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That our minds are being renewed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You will talk different. You will walk different. Hallelujah. Your continent will change. Hallelujah. Because of the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Believe it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 